2: We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face."
0: It was a good beak. When we'd roll into a bigger center, they'd say, go back to Winyard. Go back to the NFL, where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather seats and the filet mignon.
2: Yeah. Working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show hello everybody welcome to the rp show hour two is at hand and we are broadcasting live from river cree resort and casino and moose i really appreciate the moose uh, jumping in serena taylor our hockey analyst was to be with us i thought uh, at the top of hour two she's going to be with us in the next segment to break down these world juniors darren continues to be and I apologize, man, because i got a million things going on in my world. I can't keep everybody straight. <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but <laughs> you're at the Canada Summer Games, Moose. That's what you're doing. Tell, tell the world, right. straight it out, what you're doing this
0: week. Absolutely. So I'm working um, with the Canada Summer Games and specifically Team Saskatchewan hired uh, on the media communication, social media, big job. We go from 7 in the morning till midnight daily, bouncing around, covering all the events. And, you know, actually, it's a perfect time, Rod. You know, you talk about God shots, uh, rain's rolled in a little bit. So we've got softball teams in a rain delay. We've got triathlon on the, on the course doing their thing. Um, later, it's rugby, and we've got uh, some beach volleyball going on. So it's actually a good time to sit with you and have some coffee.
2: Well, uh, good. Thank you. And um, I don't know what it is, man. 815 shows now, and sometimes I still allow people to get me wound up. And, um,
0: You're only you know that,
2: and- uh, well, it's just, you know, we're sitting here with the world junior hockey championship as uh, being invited by the host committee to broadcast from Edmonton. And it will be in Rogers place tomorrow for the next two weeks. And we can't wait to be here for this summer hockey tournament. And I f- almost like I'm ready to explode and I try not to, I try not, I try to keep a lid on things but some guy writes in here last hour when we had Lou on. He goes, nobody cares about the World Juniors. Ask Lou about the Flames. I'm like, if I could have reached through, I would have choked. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I while I'm hockey number one, I'm enjoying the CFL football a lot. And I want to get into that here right now. Because people need to somewhat step outside their own brains and put themselves in other people's shoes, or look at things from another perspective. I found that, frankly, after a week in Saskatchewan, there seems to be a distinct inability in Saskatchewan to do that. But I don't think it's a, a Saskatchewan thing. But I just said uh, there's more in the life than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You, you, people need to understand that. And in Alberta, there is no coverage on the Edmonton Elks and the Calgary Stampeders. like. Almost zero, with all due apologies to our friends at CHQRAM 770 Calgary, because they're the rights holder. But there's hardly any there. And so when we come out here and talk about these other teams, the fans love it because they're not getting coverage of their teams. Right? And so my point is I could sit in here and talk about the CFL for two hours and be really happy doing it, but I don't always have loving, loving things to say about the CFL. And then they get pissed off, i.e. this top six playoff format that I think they need to go to immediately. Like, do it, have a vote today and go to it. Now, would it be that catastrophic, Darren, if they went to the top six? Because, you know, you and I just casually talked about it last hour, and people are writing in saying that we, we, we would completely alienate Eastern Canada by doing that. And I'm saying, so what? They don't care anyways. What's the argument again? What is the legitimate good argument against it?
0: It's just, it's about keeping those markets in play. And, you know, I've been in these communities and, and, you know, spent some time in Montreal and I've spent some time in Toronto. And when you're dealing, it's like a marketing and business perspective. When you're dealing with that many people, right? You want to put your dollars and your effort. You only have so much time. It's not necessarily about the, the dollars, but time you want to have the biggest reach and the biggest impact. So catching those markets is so big. It's a lot of work to go to a bunch of smaller communities and it takes a lot of time um, to try and reach all of them. So if you can hit them in big pockets and big metropolitan centers, it's a lot more beneficial The head offices are here. They're in their back door. So it's easier to get those dollars and the corporate money might be harder to get um, engaging those fan bases. But at some point, you know, you talk about the definition of insanity or banging your head against the wall and doing the same thing over and over and over. If, if, if at some point we got to maybe admit to ourselves that they're not going to catch on, they're not going to become huge CFL markets, then maybe we do have to let them go and make that hard decision and let this uh, let this league grow even further where people love it. And that's mostly in Western Canada.
2: Don, our Navy friend, says the exclusive contract with TSN on top of many other things is killing the CFL. Change my mind. No, this. I think we all fear for the CFL when we have viewers write in and say nobody cares about it. Because that is, it's the one that I've heard. Nobody cares about the CFL outside Saskatchewan. That's what I've heard outside Saskatchewan. And people need to wake up. Jeff the Stamps fan says the only argument against the top 6 format is tradition. No, it's not. That's not the only argument. That's one of the arguments. The bigger argument is that if you had Hamilton, Montreal and Toronto out of the missing the playoffs, then nobody would pay attention to the playoffs at all in Eastern Canada. That's the bigger argument. So they would rather have two terrible 2 and 16 teams meet in a playoff game in the East because they think that'll turn More people on. Think about that for a second. And further to that, what the CFL doesn't seem to understand, if we really want to get down to brass tacks, is marketing this league doesn't just happen on game day. There are six other days in the week. That's what they're battling, right? So it doesn't come down to hosting a playoff game. That's what they don't understand. Um, Steven in North Dakota says, irritating everyone is so much easier Then pleasing everyone. Rod, you do you. So, yes. Now, thank you for that. Uh, And, by the way, Serena's here, so she's coming up in the next segment. And we will be talking not only about the World Juniors, but a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers. And I wanted to say this. I saw on the guest list that Ethan Morrow was going to be on the program today. And we all know Ethan Morrow, captain of the Oilers, 928 NHL games played. And I said to Clark in the morning meeting, I got, I'd love to interview Ethan Morrow, but can you please tell me why we've got Ethan Morrow? It's kind of random. Very. And he goes, well, uh, you, you wouldn't know, maybe you didn't hear, but he's the director of hockey at Notre Dame. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, university in Indiana? They have hockey there? He's like, Notre Dame College, Wilcox Sask. I'm like, what? Ethan Morrow's from Huntsville, Ontario, man. He played in the Ontario Junior Hockey League. He's never, I wouldn't think he could find Notre Dame with a GPS. But does he have a kid playing there? And I guess Clark said that uh, they announced it last month with not a lot of belly. The same Ethan Morrow, Moose. Do you know anything Came about this? Came out of nowhere.
0: Came out of nowhere. Came out no. of nowhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, one of those stories, but just adds to the lore of, of great hockey resumes that have gone through that program and unbelievable. Um, So yeah, Ethan Morrow just kind of snuck in there through the back door. Hey, and nobody knew he was in town. Yes.
2: Well, and that's the other thing why, you know, I was just so happy to get here to Edmonton, check into River Creek. And I did a listen, man, you're not even going to get here. You're still going to be in St. Catharines, Ontario. You're not even going to see this wonderful experience that we have. I see kids carrying hockey bags out of this building on the back side of the casino. I'm like, what the hell's over? They got a two-sheet ice rink over here. And so I got people writing me and I'm just thinking like look at Gray Eagle. Three sheets of ice there. And I'm like, we're gonna throw up a casino and what the hell we'll build a hockey rink to. <laughs> and somebody said, I guess the orders practice here somewhat regularly. I had no idea. So to be out here and experiencing new things and meeting new people, and I might add, look at this setup in here. (laughs) We're in the the chief's boardroom, as I said off the top of the show. You think that might be a big deal? They're like, oh, yeah, we got a place for you. You can have the chief's boardroom. He's not using it on Monday.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Why wouldn't you you want to be here? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Most, most casinos will have make those decisions. Do we want to have one poker room, two poker rooms, right? But in Canada, how many ice rinks are we going to put in our casino? One? Two hockey rinks attached to the casino? So I can't. I, I hope I get to see that place at some point.
2: And Darren asked if we had steak, or uh, sorry, pizza for supper last night. Not when steak is twenty one ninety nine and prawns. Oh, Darren, you're missing out. You're missing out. How about that? I know Wayne in BC says, by the way, also there's the six months of the off season that the CFL disappears. Not good for promotion purposes. And this is the thing. For those that didn't listen or watch our one, I really would encourage you to go back and listen on the podcast or hit your PVR. I'm still ticked at this Edmonton Sun because front cover, man. I'm going to recap, Darren. You heard this once already, but I'll say it again. Hockey Canada jersey, sticks and stones. It says, World Juniors. a tough sell for hockey fans. I dig a little further and realize, my God, there's 1,300 seats left available for Canada's first game. What? I thought maybe 50% of the rink would be sold. It's August after all. Forget about all the other things that are in the news. No, 1,000 tickets are left, and we've got to have an inquiry and a summit to figure out why the game's not sold out. Furthermore, the Edmonton Elks would give a, an appendage to be in the front cover of the Edmontons. Let's talk about why they can't draw more than flies to the games. You and I were there, Darren, and the fans are asking why or if we're going to the game on Saturday, and we will. This is, it's 11-11 Mountain, by the way. Pay attention to what you're thinking right now. Um, it'll be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And you know what? Because I only have you for five more minutes, pretty sure, and I appreciate you jumping on here last minute, um, it's Edmonton, Saskatchewan, Saturday—a West Division collision that would, used to be a pretty big deal. Now I came in here for a lot of years. We're getting forty thousand plus for those games, especially in the summer. I'll be really interested to see what the crowd will be on Saturday And I, I just—I feel like people want to talk more about CFL attendance than they, they do the actual games. But I want to bring up a comment from a viewer last hour that said that Edmonton wants Chris Jones run out of town because they're last place, two and six. And I'm like, every team wants their coach run out of town if they're not winning. We, did we not hear that when we were here a month ago, Darren, when the storm rolled in? Like, yeah. holy smokes, every team's fans want to win now. Get in line. Everybody wants to win now.
0: They all do. And, you know, Edmonton wins a game here. They win another game. And everybody thinks, okay, the process is one that we want to buy into. We can, we can see the results. We can see the growth. And then they lose. And it's no, let's fire the coach. I mean, that's we see that all the time. I think you got to be patient. And, if, and if, we've, if history tells us anything, it's that when Chris Jones takes over an organization, you need to be patient. It's going to be rough. Next year is going to be better. The year after that's going to be even better. OK, and the trend's going to go up. And yes, the comments will come in if he stays long enough to actually see it through. But it will get better. We've seen that. And that's what history has told us.
2: Yeah, well, and that's we had that discussion. uh, You weren't around. It was on Friday with Nick Lewis, the Canadian Football Hall of Famer, and he brought up the NFL and why some teams always lose. It's because they won't hang on to a coach long enough to turn things around. In Edmonton, they're going to, and that's why Jones got a four-year contract. But what did Urban Meyer get in Jacksonville? Did he not? Somebody tell me, I believe he got a five-year contract. Mike McCarthy in Dallas did. Urban Meyer made it so that they couldn't keep him in Jacksonville. Let's be honest. There were so many things wrong there. Um, but, yeah, Chris Jones isn't going anywhere. And if, if the fans were upset, you know, hopefully you show up when they're winning. Because they will be. Which takes me, uh, Ryan in Toronto writes it and he says, spicy start to the week. Oh, Ryan, you should have seen last hour when I went off about the people that don't want to see Nathan Rourke go to the NFL. Those people should be hung at center field by their eyelids and punched until they blink. <laughs> this kid is everything that's right with the CFL. He's lighting it up. You see that he's close to setting not just records for Canadian quarterbacks, Darren, for, for quarterbacks overall. He only had three incompletions on Saturday against the Edmonton Hucks. This guy is doing mind-boggling things. How could you? you should be ashamed of yourself if you don't want him to go to the NFL.
0: Agree I or disagree completely agree. And look, you know, Warren Moon was in the Canadian Football League for a while before he went to the NFL. Doug Flutie was in this league and won some things, and we got some great Doug Flutie memories. Jeff Garcia, you know, the, there's a lot of players. Cameron Wake, you look at other position players, lots of players who went to the NFL and had success. And you know what happens? It spreads this tale, spreads the story of the Canadian Football League. They talk about it on big-time, national, prime-time a U.S. broadcast about the Canadian Football League and these teams. Then they start showing the highlights. You know, we started having those players play in the NFL, and Chris Berman would show the highlights of the CFL every Sunday. And it grows the game when they can say they're from the Canadian Football League. So we should, you know, not hold Nathan Rourke back, but we should tattoo a Canadian flag on his back and ship him to the NFL to go spread the story of how great the CFL is.
2: He probably has a Canadian flag tattooed to his back. So listen, to anybody that's watching, if you don't want Nathan Work to go to the NFL because you want him to stay in the CFL because it's good for the CFL, then there's no hope for you. And don't talk to me. You can't be fixed. Anyways, bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. Thank you, Moose. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All hockey ahead as Serena joins us and Ethan Morrow, the cap, former captain of the Edmonton Oilers. You're watching the RP Show live from River Cree Resort and Casino on the Game Plus television network. YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Live look inside the beautiful River Cree Resorting Casino here in Edmonton, Alberta. It's our first of two weeks talking world junior hockey and whatever else comes up on the old RP show. Our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, joins us here at River Cree Resorting Casino. I'll say it again, and I may say it every single day. The first female broadcaster, in major junior hockey history. Serena Taylor joins us here at River Cree. How you liking the place?
1: This place is awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. I think, as Rod mentioned in the last one, we had steak and shrimp last night. and uh, But it's great. What a beautiful resort. Everybody needs to come check this place out. This is where I would stay no matter what. In we Edmonton.
2: do have a lot of friends coming out here uh, for the World Juniors, and they are staying at River Cree, so check their availability. And the tournament begins tomorrow, which reminds me, we have tickets available if you're in the Edmonton area, northern Alberta, or you want to make a road trip up from Calgary or wherever. Text us now, 902-518-3033. We've got tickets available for both games tomorrow. What the heck was it? I think it was, uh, well, for sure, USA-Germany, the late game at 8 p.m. Latvia-Finland at 4. Text us now, and we'll see you at the game over at Rogers Place. And from our viewers, brainy. From the bridge, City writes in and says, Hey, Rod, what happens if there's another COVID outbreak at the World Juniors? Would they be pressured into continuing to play in order to name a winner for this year? Or would they write this year as a write-off? Let's burn that bridge when we get there, Brady. I don't have the contingency plans for the World Juniors. And we have Oiler fans writing in, too, of which she's won. John in Edmonton says the Oilers seem to still want to add a piece or two to their roster, and P.K. Subban has entered their list of potential candidates. You just jumped. Do you have a take on that? Of course.
1: I thought signing Evander Kane was not going to be a good idea. I I was wrong. Um, Hmm. What he does on the ice is one thing, but... I just don't think P.K. Subban has really fit in anywhere he's played and really made that big of an impact. I actually feel like he probably played his best with Montreal. I could be wrong, but ever since then, it's just been this snowball effect of who actually doesn't want P.K. Subban. I, as an Oilers fan, I don't. I'm not sure what's better on our defense, but I just don't think that he is the right answer for our defense.
2: Well, let's come back to the Oilers in a moment because we are here for the World Juniors and our poll question today, and this is gonna be stupid of me to even ask you because I believe I know your answer, but our poll question for Capital (laughs) Automall Universal Collision Center is, what medal will Canada bring home from the World Juniors? It's a little presumptuous to say it that way, but gold, silver, bronze, or no medal at all. Uh, 61% on Twitter, 74% on YouTube saying gold. What are you voting
0: for?
1: This is probably the first year where it's been so hard to predict just because we're missing so many players that normally would have been playing six months ago or eight months ago or whatever it was, it's going to be tough to predict. The Russians aren't here, which is obviously a huge change to what's going on. First time probably ever at the juniors, the Russians haven't been here. I don't know. The Canadian in me is if we don't win gold, that means you don't win a silver medal in hockey, you lose the gold. So I'm going gold Mm -hmm. just because I have to, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. I usually have a pretty good feeling about this.
2: I'm probably going to wait till a couple of the games are played and see how it goes. I will say this. If you missed hour one, you're going to want to go back and listen and watch the interview with Peter Labardius. He says Canada's biggest threat to winning gold is Finland. We talked about the absence of Russia being here <laughs> and now how that will affect Mishkov of Russia, who is Connor Bedard's threat to go number one overall in next year's draft. The kid's not going to be able to play in this tournament. That sucks. For a young Mishkov.
1: Absolutely. However, I mean, he's still going to get exposure. He obviously already has. I don't think he has to worry about that. I think the Finns are always solid. Typically, anytime Canada's not playing, my favorite other game of the tournament is always if the Swedes play the Finns. That is my favorite game. The Swedes and the Finns are always so finesse and so strong, and that's going to be... Yeah, I would say the Finns are probably... Probably going to be good content. The Swedes are always strong too. You just never know what's going to happen. And like we said, Canada's
2: down too. That's why we play the games. That is and why we, we play. Wait to get over them. Now I may bring this up every day, but for sure I'm bringing it up today, this morning. Sports Center, Dave Cameron, the voice or the coach of Hockey Canada saying or Team Canada saying, let's not put too much expectations on Connor Bedard. Did we get into this on your last appearance about Connor Bedard? Your take on Connor Bedard? I don't
1: remember if we did or well, not. Well, we're going to get into it today. We've done it so many times off of my. Yeah. Well, he's right. And it, it's this ongoing argument essentially between Rod and I about if a guy hasn't played in the NHL yet, stop trying to make predictions. Okay. I don't know what Connor Bedard is going to do. He's obviously an extremely, extremely talented player, but let's all just calm down a little bit. He's not even eligible for draft year this year. Everybody's getting all wound up about it because he's so good. And a lot of times when that happens, as we've seen in the past, when all these junior players are hyped, 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 hype, they get drafted, they get to the NHL, and within five years, they're obsolete. They get injured, they get whatever. So I just like to wait and see. I don't, I'm not trying to take away any of his talent. He's, I mean, come on. He's unbelievable. He's so good with the puck, with his stick, all that kind of stuff. But I can't predict what's going to happen with the pats or with the world juniors or with his nhl career or whatever you never know what's going to
2: happen so i personally think everybody needs to chill out and that's fine um sprinkling in viewer comments Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg, Jeff Cabilla says, yep, gold is the only medal that counts for Canada, probably for any world junior hockey player. From JT in the chat, watch out for the Switzerland hockey team. Uh, From Randy in Winnipeg, Finland plays a boring style. Russia, Canada, and the USA are the best games. Well, Russia, again, is not here. Uh, Steven in North Dakota, Canada's talent level is so high, gold or bust. But here's the thing. She's never seen Bedard play live. And I just wonder, once you do, what your opinion will be.
1: It's probably going to be the same. I think he's super talented. There's no question about that. I mean, it's extremely impressive every time he touches the puck. But he's playing against children. I watched Dion Phaneuf play junior and was like, this guy is next level. This is a man playing among boys. He got to the NHL, he had a few good years, and then all of a sudden it was mistake, 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 and now he's obsolete. Didn't he retire three years after he retired?
2: <laughs> we thought he'd retire three years <laughs> yeah. before he announced it, yes. Yeah. Um, but I guess the point on, on Bedard is simply, you've seen McDavid play live. You've seen, I assume, Crosby play live. Yeah. Uh, these are all number one overall picks. And I just think, with an exceptional player status, they don't just hand that out to anybody. No, right? but what she's saying is the hype's too much for a guy that hasn't played an NHL game. Am right. I right in that?
1: Yes, yeah. I, I'm not saying anybody's overplaying his talent. His talent is unbelievable. This kid's getting more hype than Connor McDavid did, though, as a junior, and that's he's no Connor McDavid. Let's be honest.
2: Um, different, different player, uh, different style. Completely, and you'll absolutely. See that. But that's today's society with social media, and we're right. seeing. Listen. You've been in Canada here for a few weeks now and you wander through these halls of casinos and you watch. You hear the name Bedard every day.
1: You can't go anywhere in Canada without being immersed in hockey, at the Mm -hmm. gas station, at the casino here. There was kids playing this morning when I went to grab a breakfast sandwich. I mean, you can't go anywhere here. So, yes, it comes up, especially with the juniors, because everybody's talking about Bedard and his impact. He's going to have an impact. There's no question. No question. I would be curious though to see if the Russians were going to be here. The Russians usually have a big, strong team. It'd be interesting to see how he would fare against them.
2: Andrew Stout in the chat says, I'm going to have to hate comments, but I think Bedard is good, but it is early to say that he will be first in the draft next year.
1: It's safe for us to say we think he'll be first because of all the hype around him, but I don't disagree with that comment. You never know what's going to happen. Look at the draft this year.
2: Mm, Yes, but Shane Wright there's no Connor Bedard, son of a 26-year NHL scout here. All the scouts are saying Bedard's going number one. All of them. All of them. It's not a debate, Andrew. I love you. Je t'aime. But it's a fact. Now, <laughs> uh, we had a comment in here earlier. Jeff, the Stams fan, says it sucks that, what do you say, it's not good for international hockey that Canada's the favorite every year. I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah, I could, could have spoken for you, but I thought I would wait and pass that along. Don't
1: care. My concern is not for other countries in hockey. My concern is for Canadian hockey, period.
2: Well, that was easy. It's tattooed all <laughs> over
1: my body. Wearing yeah.
2: It, like. yeah, so I don't even understand that statement. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I actually do. And I respect somebody coming out and saying that because this is a bold country where we only want gold. Everything else doesn't matter. So I respect it. Like, good for you. Stand up and say it. Absolutely.
2: Well, he's a Stams fan. And as I said, <laughs> I got sick of the Stampeders being in the Grey Cup every year. I'm sure he didn't. When it's your team or your country, you don't get tired of it.
1: I would correct? never get tired of the Edmonton Oilers winning the Stanley Cup. Didn't in the
2: 80s, won't now. Lane Roscoe on, uh, in the chat says, do you think Bedard will help the Pats head to the Memorial Cup? Well, that is a whole other kettle of fish that we probably won't get into this week or next. Um, John in Edmonton wrote in here and said, I keep hearing that Bedard wants to be traded. We had, uh, last week, the voice of the Pats, Dante DiCaria, came in and he said before the interview, on the, off the air, he said, no talk about Bedard being traded. He didn't even want to talk about it. Didn't say why he didn't want to talk about it. It's a taboo topic. As a Pats guy, (laughs) um, everybody says the Pats need to load up. Let me just say this. The Pats right now are that team that's the guy playing Monopoly that everybody else has all the hotels and the houses and the cash. They don't have any. And you can't buy your way out of that. You can't. Touche. So I don't know know what they're going to do. Now, in the time we have left... And Ethan Morrow may be logged in here. I can't wait. If you want to stick around for the interview, you're more than welcome to be part of that interview. Absolutely. Um, Your thoughts on Ethan Morrow. He's coming up next. I had no idea. He's the director of hockey at Notre Dame, but also former captain of the Oilers. 928 games played with the Oil. 287 career points. 1,110 penalty minutes. He's from Huntsville, Ontario. I still got to figure out how he got to Notre Dame. But when you hear Ethan Morrow, what do you think?
1: Oh, good. You can't you can't be an Oilers fan and not love Ethan Morrow. He was just an Oiler through and through, which most are, but Ethan Morrow was, in my book, for sure.
2: Well, uh, that is coming up, and uh, before we break and bring on Ethan Morrow. By the way, is he logged in yet, Clark? Not yet. Okay, a sports update. Canada's Leela Fernandez plays on center court tonight at the National Bank Open in Toronto. Fernandez, seated 13th, will meet Aussie Storm Sanders in her opening round match. Tennis legends Serena and Vern- uh, Venus Williams are also in action today. In Toronto. Baseball, Toronto lefty Yusei Kikuchi takes the mound today as the Blue Jays open a three game series in Baltimore. Kikuchi allowed two runs over four innings in his most recent start against the Tampa Bay Rays. Toronto sits two games ahead of Tampa Bay for the top wild card in the American League. And from the NFL, Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt participated in team drills Sunday for the first time in three days after demanding a trade. Hunt is in the final year of a two-year, $12 million deal he signed two years ago, but is asking for a long-term extension. The 27-year-old has been productive during his three seasons for Cleveland, but he missed nine games last season with calf and ankle injuries. The Legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette featuring Dwayne Steele and Andrea House is coming to River Creek September 16th. The Legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette features some of the greatest country songs ever written that continue to inspire artists of all genres. Along with the iconic music, you'll also hear stories of their real lives filled with success, failure, hard drinking and heartache. A must-see show for country fans here at River Cree Resort and Casino, September the 16th. Ethan Morrow joins us next. You're watching the RP Show live from River Cree Resort and Casino in Edmonton on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the
0: Rod Peterson Show now.
2: Looking live at beautiful River Cree Resort and Casino in Edmonton, as I found out, home to the orders, practices. It's a very cool place if you're coming down to the World Juniors, make this your first stop. Well, how about this? No, Ethan Morrow, the uh, new director of hockey for Notre Dame College. So if he joins us in the middle of this segment, Clark will let us know. I was so excited to get Ethan Morrow on. And to be honest with you, Serena, you've been following and part of the shows at Gray Eagle. It was awesome getting those Flames people down there. It really, really was. But coming up here to Edmonton, a cornucopia of Oilers alumni. would be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> this is definitely more in my
1: wheelhouse than the Calgary situation. Yes. But we were in Calgary during right after the Huberto Kachuk trade, so that was also very entertaining for me as well.
2: Good timing, good mm-hmm. timing, and being here for the World Juniors uh, couldn't be better timing, and we are live from River Cree Resort and Casino, as I mentioned, in the Chiefs boardroom, but only for today. Tomorrow we'll be moving into Rogers Place as the tournament gets rolling with uh, two games at 4 and 8 p.m. that we're giving tickets away for. Text in now 902 518 33 if you'd like to go. So to Some of the viewer comments from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He says, my concern for my USA team is in goal. All three goalies are in their first tournament. But I feel they have enough in front of them on defense and at forward that they'll be okay.
1: I wouldn't worry about that. I don't think there's ever been a time as a Canadian where I said, I'm worried because this is the goalie's first tournament. Happens all the time. All the good goalies go to the NHL the second year anyway. So I wouldn't be concerned about that at all.
2: You have to uh, have your first tournament at some point. But as I sit here with you, and I was waiting for you to come here, uh, Steven in North Dakota wrote in last hour and said, I've seen no coverage of the Team USA. He's in North Dakota. What have I said? That 49th parallel is like the Berlin Wall when it comes to hockey coverage. I've lived in the United States for 15 years.
1: And... It, they finally started showing it on the NHL network, all that kind of stuff. But I just got to the point where I started subscribing to TSN online and using a VPN because there's just so much more coverage there. But you're not going to hear about it. Most Americans don't even know that this tournament exists because they don't really care that much about junior hockey. But, you're like, hey, you're in the right place, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
2: where else would you uh, rather go? By watching this show, you're going to yeah. get as much information or more than you're going to get from anybody. And uh, we're very excited to be part here of the World Junior Hockey Championship. Ryan in Toronto says, who's the most physical team to be aware of in this year's tournament? And can you give me two, three days to get back to you on that? And, you know, we're going to get down to the rink today to get our media accreditation. And I planned, this is like the Centennial Cup to me but a little better in that I'm going to go to as many games as I can. I can't say going into the tournament who will be. I just can't because I don't know. I, I could ask a scout might know, but I'm not a scout.
1: I think that when we looked at the under 18 tournament, 12 kids were from the Western Hockey League. Six of them were from Saskatchewan alone. You know when you have more kids from the Western Hockey League, Canada's going to have a more physical team than they did if they had kids from the Quebec Major Junior League or whatever else. Just the way it's always been. They're bigger, they're stronger, they play a tougher style. So look at those numbers. Yeah. You know, that definitely helps, but I agree with Rod. You can't see till you get on the ice. This is an odd time for anybody to be participating in the World Juniors, fans, players, whatever. Oh, uh,
2: trust me, I want to get around to the oiler talk with Serena while she's here. We got about five minutes left in this segment and we'll wrap it up with overtime and a viewer takeover. But you've been around me and seen how annoyed I've been with this story here from the Edmonton Sun. Like literally, I picked this up at a <laughs> gas station on the way here in Vegreville, And the front cover, Hockey Canada, Jersey Edmonton Sun World Juniors a tough sell for hockey fans. I literally thought the rink would be empty, and then I find out there's only a th- there's a th- only a thousand tickets left. What are they What are they trying to do?
1: I I don't know. The rink here holds eighteen five for hockey, so I mean that means there's at least seventeen five sold. But like you said, we're going to have another summit because, listen, those tickets are going to be gone. I think a lot of times with the World Juniors, there's usually a lottery. You have to put your name in far in advance. You get drawn to see which games you're going to go to. I think a lot of people are just of the belief that they're not going to be able to get tickets so they don't even try.
2: Did you not? <clears throat> I think I heard you laughing at this. That it's, it, it seems to me, look, I understand what Hockey Canada is going through. So that is not a manufactured controversy. But to say that they're having a tough time selling tickets is literal fake news. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, the
1: article is not even really about that either. It's more about how the players feel, how the coach felt feels about whether or not people are coming to the games.
2: Tell the viewer, you read the article, tell them what they said. You
1: know, Mason McTavish, who's been named our captain, is obviously disappointed with with everything that's going on, it's a weird time for them to play. We're missing a bunch of local guys. I think us missing Caden Gooley, by the way, is going to be rough, but it's, it's no one's crying in their milk about it. They're just making statements because somebody asked them, Hey, what do you think about this? Well, here it is. Coach says, well, if people want to come, they can come. It'd be nice if they did. If not, we get it. They're making a mountain out of a mole here.
2: Uh, Which is a Canadian thing. You tell me (laughs) it can be (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Uh to uh to the Oilers, uh, somebody wrote in here early and said that uh, earlier that PK Subban is now on the Oilers wish list. We are almost a month into free agency. Patrice Bergeron signing with Boston today. I don't really know what took so long. Why do you think it's taking so long for PK to sign or Nazem Kadri and do you think they're Alberta bound?
1: Those are two different animals, I think. Like PK Subban is I'm sure he's just trying to figure out who actually wants him. Whereas Kadri, I think he's keeping everything close to the vest for a reason. You're not going to go tell everybody who's interested in you as his eight-player agent, right? He's just trying to figure out what the best fit for him would be. I don't think anybody can predict where he's going to go. Look at Goudreau. Nobody saw Columbus coming. Even our insiders were like, oh, his family's in New Jersey, and his wife is pregnant, and her family's in wherever, Didn't see Columbus coming, so who knows?
2: I guess we sit uh, and we wait, but to recap, you're okay with P.K. Subban joining the orders, maybe? Your point was Evander Kane, you weren't in favor of that, and that worked out.
1: Like you always say to the listeners, weren't you listening? No, I'm not okay with P.K. Subban coming here. I've never been a fan. I just don't think he fits in with the the Oilers need a solid defenseman. P.K. Subban, in my opinion, is not a solid defenseman.
2: Well, it's exciting that uh, from an Edmonton perspective, which is where we are. So we've been talking, you know, <laughs> next segment when it's overtime, you Edmonton viewers that have been upset about, as you called it, the Calgary centric show, you better get your thoughts in next segment on the Elks, on the Orders, whatever you want. They're the number one team in Canada coming back for the next NHL season. Does that mean anything other than bragging rights that the Edmonton Orders are that? Canada's best hope to win the Stanley cup.
1: Once again, I don't like to try to predict something because look at the Winnipeg jets a couple years ago, everybody thought they were going to roll, 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 and it just hasn't happened for them. So especially with my Oilers, I like to just keep it low. It's what I did during the playoffs. I just didn't say too much and let it speak for itself. So I'm happy with our team. Happiest. I've probably been in 25 years, But there's still some holes that need to be filled. Our goaltending is absolutely up in the air right now. Defense is at best, and our forwards are keeping us together.
2: Uh, Randy from Winnipeg says, PK was good with the Habs. Don't think he's been good for years. That's exactly what I said. I agree. What happened to him?
1: Uh, Let me say this. I firmly believe that professional sports and even sports to like a minor professional, if you will, level is a very, very psychological profession there's sports psychologists out there because there's just so many things that can impact a player mentally. And if your mental game isn't on, it's very hard to perform physically. I think there's a lot of it. I'm not saying I have no idea what's going on. He seems like a well put together human being. He's a great guy. I think he does a lot of really good stuff in this world as a human being. I think he's great, but sometimes you don't know what's affecting people. We've seen it with so many players that have had to take leave. We don't know what's going on. It's none of our business. Uh,
2: Randy, in Winnipeg one more before we break and come back for overtime he says the odds makers have the Leafs number two behind Colorado but how much do we look at odds and say that's the way it's going to be not very often
1: absolutely I mean I think we can safely say Colorado is going to be the dominant team in the NHL next year whether they win the Stanley Cup or not I don't know but they were just so incredibly good in the playoffs this year
2: Months away, too far away from uh, the start of the regular season, but we're here to talk World Juniors. And when we come back, we will turn it over to the viewers in Viewer Takeover. Thanks for coming on. Great job. My pleasure. All right, you can fire up the text line if you're watching on Game Plus TV right now, nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three, Or if you're in the chat. Let us have it. One more segment over time. Coming back forward after this timeout. You're watching On Game Plus TV. We're live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson
0: Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. River
2: Cree is the place to be. Welcome to Overtime, everybody. Proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Serena Taylor's been good enough to stick with us here in overtime. Uh, do you want to put a shout out to the Four Seasons Greek Ribs?
1: Oh, I had some Greek ribs at the Four Seasons for the first time the other day. Well, probably not the first time, the first time in probably a half a century. And uh, were they ever good? I I underestimated those things. Should
2: probably put that out there. And Jennifer from the Four Seasons was checking in earlier on the show today, but she wasn't there on Saturday night. So as I said, um, look, we got a lot of CFL-related questions have come in. I said, this is the time to do it. And now, because you're going to be a regular on the show, we should inform the viewers why we won't be using your services as a CFL analyst anytime soon.
1: Well, it's really hard. I haven't lived in Canada in 15 years. And just like North Dakota was saying, he doesn't get any junior hockey coverage. We don't really get any CFL coverage. It's on ESPN Plus, which I'm fortunate enough to subscribe to. But I watch way more of it here because I'm just way more immersed in it here, which is fine. I like watching it. But I don't have as much. I don't get to see it as much. So
2: you, we won't talk CFL with her. It's fine. But you're more than welcome to stick around. We can talk bombers. Yeah, I know. Well, oh yeah. Why are you? You uh, know more about the bombers than any other team.
1: Yeah. Well, we went to a game last year, and all I hear about is Zach Caleros and all this kind of stuff. And man, what a what a player! They just we watched Winnipeg and Calgary the other night, which was an incredible game. I love watching it. I just don't get to see it very much. And so
2: you really like Willie Jefferson.
1: Oh, who doesn't like Willie Jefferson? Well, probably Ryder fans, I guess, but he he's pretty great. I like yeah. him a lot.
2: So I, if we talk about Winnipeg, she's fine, but you did grow up an Edmonton Eskimos fan.
1: I did. I did. I had a couple of uncles that were Eskimos fans, and you mm. want to talk about abuse as a child growing up in Saskatchewan being an Eskimos fan? People have no shame. I didn't care. I wore my jersey everywhere. But but... Probably
2: the worst things were said.
1: <laughs> Do, yes, by grown men. Yeah, I was... <laughs> It was, as you could probably imagine, I don't think you need to try to figure it out too much.
2: So we're just introducing Serena to the viewers as primarily a hockey analyst. She'll chip in on CFL if it's regarding Winnipeg or her childhood team, (laughs) the Eskimos. Uh, From our viewers, Metal Shingle Guy writes in, from the Sweatpants Capital regarding this Saturday's game at Edmonton, which will be going to Sask and the Elks. He says, the Riders are in a must-win game if they want a crossover. Four-point game. Can't let Edmonton get any closer. Have you heard anything about Kyran Moore? Is he back? All I've heard about Kyran Moore is he retweeted one of our tweets last week. So his Twitter's working. His thumbs are working. But I'm not sure about his legs. Steve Smith. In Winnipeg, not that Steve Smith, a different one. <laughs> not the order is great. He says Nathan Rourke is a great Canadian story. If he lit it up in the NFL, I completely agree with Darren Dupont. It would be a Flutie Garcia type of feel. By the way, I'm taking my wife and two kids to the game this Thursday in Winnipeg. Let's support the CFL. I haven't even looked at this week's games in the CFL. Can we stand down? It's only Monday. We haven't even put last week to bed yet. But you walked in here on my rant on Nathan Rourke, and I'm just disgusted. at anybody that wouldn't, I've seen it on social media, people saying it's too bad he's going to go to the NFL. Why do people not want what's best for others in today's society?
1: I don't think they're, they mean to, I just don't think they think that way. You know, it's more of a selfish thing. Let's keep them in the CFL. Let's grow the CFL because really, let's be honest, CFL doesn't have too many legs to stand on. They lost so much during COVID that they're trying to scrape back and it's hard. But I mean, they're t- he's taking his kids to the game in Winnipeg. Look how much fun we had in Winnipeg last year. I mean, Winnipeg games are a blast. I would highly recommend going at least an hour early. There's always stuff going on there.
2: Well, Steve, you'll have fun. I've seen your... Facebook lives from IG field. It it, it is a lot of fun. I don't understand what this country's missing with regards to the CFL, but it's not going the right way, despite Mm. some really good and entertaining football games like that Calgary Winnipeg game in Calgary two Saturdays Absolutely, There's so
1: much fun. The games are a lot of fun. There's stuff to do. The CFL designs it around a family-oriented plan, and I was telling Rod the other night, the CFL is the only league that uses cowbells and horns. You don't hear that in the NFL, but he's like, I don't even hear it anymore after calling so many games. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a unique environment, and I try to take advantage of it while I'm here, but...
2: I don't hear the horns. <laughs> I hear what people are saying about the horns, but I'm able to, very fortunately, laser in on the game, <laughs> and I don't hear the outside stuff. From Wayne in BC, he says, It's been a fun RP show today. I love it when Rod has his rants. I happen to agree with your rant today. Which one? The one about Nathan Rourke or the media trying to stir something up with the world juniors? I Curses! There's 1,300 <laughs> tickets left for the game. My God! Let's have an inquiry.
1: <laughs> I don't get it. If you don't know what rant they're talking about, <laughs> it's been a good show.
2: Um, John in Edmonton says, people keep asking me why I am still supporting the CFL. Well... Don't know what to say about that. Don, the Navy, our Navy friend, uh, says if attendance doesn't improve after Labor Day, we're in real trouble. Uh, I'll say to you, you know what? More than anything, this Monday has been like a teaser for the World Juniors. We haven't seen any games yet. Right. We've had, we've had the poll question: Where do we think Canada will finish? And the majority says gold. That's an obvious answer. Lou said Finland will give Canada its biggest um, thing. But all that matters is the games. I mean, once we get in there and see the crowds and see the teams, we'll actually have something to talk about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, only what we can predict now. Having a World Juniors in August, nobody really knows what's going to happen.
2: Here's Jennifer from the Four Seasons. She says, I have a large, loud cowbell that comes to every Pats game. Uh, Jennifer, last minute of play on the RP show. Last minute of play. Jennifer, we missed you at the Four Seasons the other day. I hope they told you that we were there. Uh because they said that they were that they were going to tell you that we were there. Um from JT says thanks later. Thanks for the show today. Don, our Navy friend says Canadians do not accept that domestic leagues are good, exciting entertainment unless the US is involved. But I don't agree with that. The World Juniors is a Canadian tournament, and I'm sitting there watching Sports Center today, going, they're putting more hype into the World Juniors than they do into the CFL, and TSN owns both properties. I don't get it. Anyways. You going to be with us at Roger's place tomorrow? Absolutely. Okay. We will be inside the big house. Move over, McDavid. It's Bedard's house (laughs) for the next two weeks. Thank you to uh, Lou, Ethan Morrow. Thanks for nothing. We'll see the rest of you tomorrow here at noon Eastern on Game Plus. We don't know what we're doing.